0: it's november 14th 2017 i'm ryan i'm sandy and I'm Yannick. And that's the end. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Aloha. Au revoir. <laughs>
0: Aloha. Au revoir.
1: Are you kidding? It's so good to have you back on the podcast. I mean, all of you God. and all together. We've it's taken a we,
0: we can't call the show really Pixels Weekly anymore because it's, it's the, the loosest definition of weekly we've taken on. <laughs> Pixels Monthly currently. We should,
1: we should call it Free to Play.
0: <laughs> free to play you never know when you're gonna get it but when you get it <laughs> when you get free it. <laughs> um
2: what's up go with dirty casuals i mean filthy casuals yeah something casuals
0: filthy casual why do you feel like you're a casual
2: oh yeah like i'm hard i'm a hardcore casual oh i buy all the merchandise mm-hmm. i am invested in like certain games and then i could stop playing for a while and i'm like oh, i'm totally okay.
1: It's actually very a very accurate description of yourself because before we started the podcast, you were talking to your fiance not about games you were playing, but about purchase you were about to make. <laughs> 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 so every night she enjoys video games through toys.
0: Yeah, yeah. through merch, That's through good. merch and toys. Through so, uh, look at this is this is a big episode for us. This is uh, obviously it's a big episode for me personally. This is going to be the last time I am. MCing the show um i don't know if there has been talk we can save the talk of the future of the show for the end but uh there's been uh, so much that has happened since the last time we've all been together including a ton of games are out mario odyssey has come out Uh, shadow of war has come out need for speed that's how long
1: we haven't recorded
0: yeah exactly uh battlefront 2 has come out uh Wolfenstein there's been so many games Rocket League came out on Switch today. Yeah. Um and Doom came out on Switch this past week and we all went to Blizzcon and Disney. So where do we start?
1: <laughs> I know, right? Well, maybe you want to let's 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 start by debriefing our trip. I feel like a lot of people that I've met um that I've seen after after the fact, they've been asking me how was our experience and how was our trip since yeah. uh, it's the first time and we're instead of explaining it, you want out. to
0: just send them this link. I know, <laughs> <laughs> here's a link, uh,
1: here's, here's a vlog, here's a YouTube link <laughs> yeah, of my vlog. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day, I heard someone refer to it as vlogging, and I said, ugh.
1: oh, it bad. <laughs> it's ugh. like people that say jiff, right? And oh,
0: jiffers yeah exactly no gif um yeah uh, go ahead sorry i interrupted yannick but you were talking about <laughs> oh, you were no, talking we, about our trip together
1: yeah i think uh, i think we want to talk about blizzcon right first uh, that would be like giving our impressions and starting to show off right blizzcon uh, just, the, blizzard <sighs> the
0: blizzard convention the
2: blizzard convention
0: the
1: blizzard i do
2: did it live up to the hype for you guys
1: so, for Ryan and I, it was the first one ever. For Sandy, it's the second one with her fiancé. And, well, for me, it worked. For me, I went and I found what I was looking for. Um, I found... I, To give you guys a, a quick summer summer um, like, sum up it. of my weekend, I just stayed in the Overwatch arena for the whole time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the ambiance. I really enjoyed the organization of the esports events and the competition and being able to experience it live is something i've never done we talk a lot about esports and i've never been able to actually know what it is to live it physically it's always different than on twitch with the trolls on the chat and stuff like that you know um it's it's a different experience and something that i i found myself you know i love watching sports and i love watching sports physically and it's i found some similarities um and all that which which, you know, pumped me up because we questioned the legitimacy of esports and and I think it was well represented by Blizzard. It was really a good job. And and then, yeah, I mean, all the panels that we went and watched, the uh, opening ceremony, the Muse concert, it was just like well packaged, you know, two days and... Uh, it was 30,000 people there, but I never felt like we were cramped. Uh, even for me to demo the new Overwatch content took me 25 minutes. I mean, the whole organization is top-notch. They've been doing this for 10 years, but props to them. It's, it's you know, I never felt sweaty. You know, it was just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Was it everything you'd hoped for?
0: As you know, I had some hotel problems. <laughs> 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 oh God, yes. But we're not here to talk about the hotel problems. I didn't like our hotel, but uh, I
2: also can't say that I wasn't surprised because I knew something was going to happen. Yeah, and it was my hope that we would get there before you did, but that's that's, that's fa- that yeah, hey, that's
0: fair. That is totally fair. But you know what? I <laughs> I <laughs> all of that aside, seriously. Next time we I, camp, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. I really, really did enjoy it um you know i think two days i think we've all said some version of this two days is the perfect amount of time i think Mm -hmm. if there was a day three i would be pretty exhausted with it actually um and maybe maybe there needs to be uh, a day three but no more content like yeah i don't think there
2: needs to be day three i think the finals shouldn't overlap
0: yeah, I think the A, the final shouldn't overlap, and B, the reason why I think a, a day three would be nice is um, there is no room for me to both experience the esports in the way that I wanted to experience them and see the panels that I wanted to see, and I understand that the virtual ticket can deliver those things to me, um, and maybe that's what they're expecting and, and hoping for, but you know i there was so often where i was like look if i don't go and try and get a good seat for stage whatever i'm i can't go and watch the art thing and the you know the the technical breakdown that i want to see um even though those things interest me as a you know designer and in my career so yeah i think like i would take a day 3 um if the whole thing was they didn't add any more to it but rather made the rest of it feel more comfortable um but uh, that's that's my own personal way I like to consume it I'm sure other people are there for only you know maybe a subset of the stuff so they just like the blitz that happens
1: I agree uh, and I think you know there are some parts of the convention that I didn't get a chance to experience and even though I like I said I had a great time uh yeah I felt like I missed out on some things uh, which which you know makes me thrilled maybe to come back next year but uh, I was I was I was talking I was telling you guys that a day three would have been comf- would have made it comfortable and and a little bit like less hectic, because we were kind of like separated sometimes wanted to watch different panels and wanted to go here and there and and watch the and actually browse and walk around the alleys and. Watch one of those like you know galleries, open galleries that were implemented around the the, the booth, sure. yeah. um, around around the stages was really nice. Like I just I took some time to, to to do that, um, luckily, but I didn't get to see the Moon Fair, which I'm sad about, where there was all the pin trading and 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 some cool community stuff happening over there. So you know, yeah, uh, bummer, you know.
0: And you know what? Let's let's talk about that for a second because. Um, uh let's go back all the way to the keynote. Were we happy with this keynote? <sighs>
2: <sighs> I mean, there were certain things about the keynote the like the commencing announcements that I enjoyed like this is Having uh, Jeff Kaplan in the Overwatch arena and having Ben Brode in the Hearthstone stage and then having uh, Mike Morhine in the main hall, that was new. I like that because you got energy in all three different locations. And you also got very different energy from each of the crowds. But it's it's kind of... it's very focused this blizzard uh event was mostly focused on overwatch yeah and not really on the entire blizzard ip
0: yeah it did and not think, feel like every every franchise was loved the same way did it
2: exactly and my first blizzcon was um i want to say 13, you 20,
1: 2014. 20, you said
2: 2014, yeah. Yeah. And when I went, Overwatch had just been announced. Diablo had an announcement. Legacy uh, of the Void had been announced. Um, Warcraft, Warlords of Drenor was announced. And Hearthstone had um, the Gnome and... The Gnome expansion. I forget, uh-huh. forget the complete name for it. And here's the Storm also had... A thing, so each and every single game had equal space, yeah, in the entire convention, uh Starcraft was a big eSports thing, so Starcraft was in the main arena, but everything felt equal, so the entire Starcraft area was the same size as uh, hearthstone and Diablo and Warcraft. It all felt the same this time around, it felt very much overwatch and seeing starcraft get demoted from the main arena area into this small area also was a little like disheartening because if it wasn't for starcraft we wouldn't have any of this like none of this would exist
0: yeah and starcraft felt like a. a uh it was barely there. In fact, they, you know, you hate to say them making it free is bad in any way, but it it almost felt like the complete making it an afterthought. You know,
2: it's a few years too late. Yeah, like they should have done this two, three years ago. Um, Diablo section. So on the last day of BlizzCon, I actually went around and. They have signings, the devs signed posters, and they have posters exclusive to BlizzCon. And I went and I was getting all of them. The only one I didn't get was Here's the Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just because I ran out of time. And I go to the Diablo section, and it's this tiny little section. And it's kind of like an afterthought. And there was no line. Unless you were actively looking for it, I don't think you would have found it. And these devs are just like, hey, what's up? How's it going? And I'm like, where's the present? Where's more Diablo stuff? That also sucked.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's true. I mean, in terms of content, it certainly was thrilling to be there. But I have to say, if we had to look in retrospect with the previous BlizzCons, um, there was no big surprise. I mean, you know, Overwatch announced their heroes, Heroes of the Storm announced two new additions to the to the to the roster of the Nexus. Um Wow came up with a new expansion. So there was no upset, but there was no big surprise. Um certainly certainly probably like a you know a mid to high average BlizzCon, I would say. Um but 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 that's just for me to be like try to stay objective as much as possible. Um uh, because when you're there you hyped about everything they tell you um and starcraft yeah. is great starcraft is it was expected to go free-to-play it's great uh hearthstone hearthstone presentation was was super fun and i'm i'm not a hearthstone player but it really got me pumped um and and yeah nothing nothing crazy but you know just you know you gotta sometimes you gotta appreciate the the calm before the storm
0: <laughs> you <know? laughs> it's true maybe we're gonna be getting new stuff soon um now, one thing that was ever apparent to me at BlizzCon, and has been setting the—you know—do do we want to move on and talk about other games stuff, or do we want to talk about Disney?
2: Uh, we can talk about Disney because it's my. Favorite.
0: <laughs> we all went what to Disney World uh, after we were finished with BlizzCon, and we went to Disneyland. Disney
2: Dis- World. Sorry, Florida.
0: yeah, we went, we didn't actually <laughs> even go to Disneyland. We went to California Adventure. At least I did. You guys went to Disneyland yes. the next day, um, and that was quite the place, man. I, I, uh, you know, I've been to Disney World before, but it was so many years ago, and I was much, uh, you know, younger, so I didn't quite have the same. Uh, I guess, mental model for how the entire world worked uh, as I do now. But um, it was a experience that is totally singular, right? There's not anything like it. Even if you've just to your life been like, oh, I've been to an amusement park or I've been to a Six Flags or carnivals or fairs. It's not what Disney does. Like Disney is on some next level shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and i'm everything from like the attention to detail on the rides to um sort of details and how they control the flow and design of you know millions of people pumping through their park in a given day i assume it's millions it felt like millions but it's probably tens of thousands or whatever um to you know how they organize the food and uh Sandy, weren't you saying something of, like, they made sure that you couldn't go something within, like, 20 feet without smelling some sort of delicious food?
2: Yeah, it's it's just the entire thing is an experience, and it's all meant to remind you of, like, Disney has a very specific smell. And in, in Disneyland, Disney's California Adventure, that smells popcorn- churros which was the favorite thing that curtis chanted the entire yeah, time we
0: were all calling it dj churro specifically <laughs> dj chudo <laughs> uh
2: that was and it was seeing you guys so Ari and i so get up really early and <laughs> we got to the park we got to the park early we had ridden a few rides before we found you guys when we see you, your faces are like, nah, I don't know, this place is for like family and little kids, and we're grown ass men. Like this is so like, your faces literally said, "I'm not gonna have fun. This is gonna suck." Yeah. Uh, but let's get it over with. <laughs> yeah. And Raul was in charge of handling all your fast passes. And for people who don't know what fast pass is. Fast passes is essentially of reserving a spot within an hour time frame to skip the line for a ride.
0: I want to give Raul a shout out. <laughs> and, and, I mean, of course, Curtis, Curtis gets a shout out too. But specifically Raul and Aria, um, because I the first someone suggested Raul be in charge of the fast passes, I had doubts. Was like, look like, at eh, this guy's fine. Like he's my brother's friend. He's my friend. Like he's a good guy. I always introduce him in that order, by the way, because he he knew Curtis first before he knew me. So he's my brother's friend and he's also my friend. But I was like, I don't know if I want Raul in charge of the schedule for the day <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, he's a guy in his young twenties. Whatever, you know, he he has right. a, maybe a different pacing than I do as a thirty-one-year-old man. But um he was so great he did a great job and he he, you know we got to every single appointment on time and aria was keeping us organized as well um your fiance uh for people that don't know and uh yeah i think it the day worked out really well
2: that's how much we do this trip like we have it down to we can we never waited the only time we waited on a line for a ride was for california screaming and that's because it was a 20-minute wait, and we wanted to do it the first time around. The second time, there was no wait. And it didn't feel like 20 minutes, because we were all talking, we were laughing, we are taking pictures of each other, and...
0: I was trading Blizzard blind box pins.
2: (laughs) The patches?
0: Yeah, I couldn't believe how how much trading I got done.
2: It's awesome. That's why you always do BlizzCon, then Disneyland. And I think the... We did Soren, and you and Curtis came out and we're like, oh, I want to get candles. I want the Taj Mahal <laughs> set. And there yeah, was I want another Mahal. And, I think Curtis wanted the like, island. Yeah, Fiji. And I was like, why would they make candles of the scents? And you guys were like baffled, like, why aren't there any candles?
0: You, why why would I, I want this to be my souvenir. Listen, if you have an entire theme park ride that is based around blasting someone with scents, like, monetize <laughs> the scent and we we know it's all probably just like car you know like 15 cents Just just the churro scent (laughs) yeah oh my god can you imagine disneyland candles that smelled like churros filling your home oh Oh
2: my goodness
0: oh sold out immediately as you say it sold out intoxicating right now (laughs) Um, (laughs) so anyway disneyland is very fun and also if you love video games uh, you'll love Disneyland, not only because, uh, or California Adventure, not only because so much of um, what's in there feels like mini video games all over the place, but um, just from a, you know, what what video game designers are doing is level design and trying to control the what is always seen, like Breath of the Wild and this year's Zelda is, is heralded for like everywhere you go, you can kind of see a peek of something that you can get to. Well, somebody did that in a giant physical space, and it's called Disney, and it's really crazy incredible. So that's something to really pay attention to and look at if you, if you do love video games.
2: Yeah, I think my win for Disneyland was when you were like, okay, this is fun. And I was like, yes! <laughs> I
0: was
2: like, I knew you'd say that, um, I think the best was Gardens of the Galaxy when you guys were doing Breakout. And Holy cow. We switch. I think everyone kind of expected me and Arya to sit with each other all the time. But I'm like, we've done this so many times. We can switch around as often. <laughs> so it's me and Yannick in the back, just like hands up. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. And you... Aria and Raul, like, your faces look so petrified. They both like, have what? their arms
0: around me like I'm escorting <laughs> them to the ball. And I have my hands on both of their legs like I'm trying to make a move. And it is, <laughs> we're going to make that the album art for this episode. How about yeah. that? It
1: has, Yeah, it has a lot of potential. It, t- it tells a lot of stories. <laughs> could be for a novel, could be for a podcast episode, could be for a album cover. Yeah. It is great. Um, I think that was was hands down. The frustrating part is that, yeah, it it makes me want to go back because you said it was like random loops of Mm -hmm. the attractions. Most of the like heavy attractions that we went to, you're like, oh, yeah, every time we go, it's different. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's the craziest part.
0: Like World of Color at the end. Just the idea of being able to see a different version of that to me is... Totally enchanting. I, You know, and Disneyland is that kind of, like any drug, You, I came home and immediately was like, Jessica, we have to go. We have to go back. We have to go back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I mean, I guess we can go back. But, I'm, you know, in the moment, it takes a few, maybe a week or so for Disneyland to really shake out of you. And for you to come to your senses and be like, okay, ooh. I probably don't need to do that every weekend. But I feel like I want to do for a while <laughs> there. Um, yeah,
2: I think... California has like the annual pass and I think it's $800 telling, for a year us? and $500 if you go Monday through Friday.
0: Oh my God.
2: So that's a thing.
0: <laughs> why are you, why? Why would you tell me this?
2: You get, you get mad discounts.
1: Oh, cool. Shall we get into some video games?
0: Do you want to make, do you want to do a video game podcast this week?
1: I mean, if we don't, this week, we'll never do one, because for for <laughs> once we have a lot to talk about, yeah okay, I like I feel like podcasts that don't speak about video games will talk about video games just for okay the past well few we'll weeks.
0: S- we'll switch it up this week and we'll do a video game podcast. That sounds so, fun. okay, that sounds great. I mean we, <laughs> we never a, do it anyway.
2: <laughs> we did have a request from Twitter to talk about something that happened uh at BlizzCon.
0: Oh. Okay, what is the request? I mean, we're here. We're here for Jump you. Jump right on in.
2: Well, it was someone published a video on YouTube about uh, BlizzCon reacts to Overwatch's sexism problem, mm-hmm. and I don't really think this the sexism issue is just isolated to Overwatch. Okay, but I think, and you guys can attest to this. Going to BlizzCon, you kind of saw that. The male to female ratio the might lot be higher work. than at other conventions.
1: You can tell me about it. I waited 40 minutes in the men's line before the opening ceremony <laughs> to go to the bathroom. Oh wait, take a wait a minute.
0: I, Sandy, are you trying to make the point that there's more women at BlizzCon than in other gaming conventions? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess oh, I would. That's the
1: point you're trying to make? Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, I guess I agree with that. And Continue. also, ha-ha,
2: suckers, you have to wait in line.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, i almost sneaked is. into the i almost sneaked into the women's bathroom come on if i missed the opening ceremony i would have sneaked in there okay so <laughs> yeah, i made it on time
0: this is like the crux of it right like sandy's like oh there was way more women at this video game convention than at other video game conventions men 40 minutes for the bathroom like sandy 15 seconds like honestly that it doesn't take much to like have the most women, quote unquote, at a video game convention.
2: Right. That's true. But it is kind of satisfying to just I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go use the bathroom. Okay, I'm done. And it's like, oh man, they're still online. Ha ha that <laughs> usually does not happen. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's So the nice. video you're mentioning, Sandy, I watched it too and uh, I think it's Hero Herogamer.com that um posted this um
0: It's pronounced Eurogamer? No, just Euro kidding. gamer, <laughs> Euro uh,
1: that posted this video and it's quite insightful. I'm not going to say I learned a lot with it, but um, what I am, what I'm, what I am su- always surprised about is that you know the minorities, like the stupidest, will 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 make this feel you know like. It is a it is a problem that we have to deal with. But what I'm trying to tell you, and that and that happens in a lot of scenarios, is that you know there's like a hundred people and there's one idiot, and just because of that one idiot, the whole thing you know it's kind of like amplified, and 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 it has to be addressed. Um, but but some of so the video right, if you want to explain it, Sandy, the video is like a bunch of of people watching actual gameplay footage and where people where women will play and they will get insulted or they will be told to go back to the kitchen or, uh, you know, some really shocking stuff. I mean, some really outdated stuff. I mean, I don't know. Like, we don't say those kind of things since, like, I don't know, a while.
2: If you're a girl gamer, a woman gamer, you 99% of the time don't use voice chat. When I play by myself... I don't use voice chat. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone just assumes I'm a guy. And they're like, oh, come on, diva, soldier, do this. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. So, you know, get over it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I don't get retaliation because no one knows my gender. The second they hear my voice, that's a different story. Um, some people are pretty pretty nice. They can be pretty pleasant. Like, I, I have teamed up with people on overwatch that i met randomly and we've had a voice chat conversation and it's it's been okay um Mm -hmm. but i think that's also because when that has happened my brother's been in the game with me and he's got kind of a deeper voice and they're like okay i can't really like she's got backup so i can't really mess with her if i were to do i haven't done it by myself I'm pretty sure I would get the same comments of like, go back to the kitchen. Um, this isn't like really gross things. Unlike the women who are in the video, I will say something back, and I'd be like, "Oh, cute. How old are you? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, go suck my dick or something." Whoa! Like, I, which is it's first of lewd. all, you don't have one. <laughs> I know I don't have one.
0: So there's nothing <laughs> I can do about that. I can't even. I couldn't even do it if you wanted me to.
2: But, like, the thing is, most people are kind of, like, are turned off by it and wouldn't really have a smart comment. Or it's, like, I've said this before, and I'll be like, hey, listen, you know, I can get more chicks than you can. And so I would keep my mouth shut. Um, and it's kind of, like, I go on the offensive and I attack. And I kind of, I, it, which it doesn't make me any better. Like, I'll attack someone's masculinity. Because it's, like, sure, someone... Someone going, like, go back to the kitchen is like, hey, I'm the man. Listen to me. And I'm like, well, well, you know, are you? like?"
0: Well, I mean, and and somebody who attacks in that moment, I think the, this might sound weird, but, like, attacking that person's masculinity is the exact right play there, right? Because (laughs) obviously they're expressing to you uh, whether... Consciously or or unconsciously, they're expressing essentially like a uh, a oh my god now I can't now I can't think of the word I was gonna make a salient point and I can't think of the word they're expressing an insecurity that's what I was gonna say so right. yeah. they're expressing this insecurity to you and like the only reason you know for example you'll hear people say oh that's that's gay right that was like an old like middle school chant for our generation and you know that is to say that oh that's interesting you think being gay is bad why you know like if you just like start to ask questions about why they choose the insults that they choose it you know it starts to fall apart on them pretty quickly
1: yeah it does it does uh it does bum me out when i hear
0: women not comfortable with going on voice chat Um, yeah because we need more of those voices, right? We need mm-hmm. we need, I think, as especially now in the video game community more than ever, um as all this kind of horrible stuff has been happening in our in our greater world and surrounding around us, um we need female voices and men need to know that women are present just as much as they need to know other men are going to hold them accountable for the things that they say.
2: I think that's that's the important thing where like hey yeah there are women here and there are also allies who are going to yeah kind of like hold you to a higher standard of like
1: yeah it's about the other men to be like and especially in overwatch it's a team of six and then you have another another batch of six people that you can text message throughout the game if someone is making comments like this the other ones you know have to be like yo you know you're kind of dumb you're like you're making a fool of your, you're making a fool of yourself, and even if you know you most of the time don't know each other, and you only uh, get to know each other for twenty minutes while the game lasts, um, trust me. Like like you said, those people that don't have confidence, if they if they get people answering them and saying, yo, that's not funny. You know, you're not you're not you're not doing anything yeah. really uh, meaningful here. So go back and check check on your life a little bit more. Um, they'll leave the game and and luckily for them they'll probably win um but they you know they will reflect back on that and probably next time will 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 have a th- a second thought right that's that's what my my guess would be because i to me a a, a, um, a woman that is thinking twice about joining voice chat on a video game online is almost as bad as a woman who is afraid to go out in the street just to you know go shopping or go entertain yourself or yeah or something like that, you know. It uh, it affects the it's freedom of speech. A, yeah. affect It affects the, yeah. It affects the freedom of of being, of the freedom of socialized, you know. Yeah. Um, and especially for games like this, if I was having a and second a lot thought of these people that would say this in, stuff defend, defend freedom of. Sp- oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say <laughs> no, they I defend like, freedom. Of- sorry, <laughs> start talking. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I'm not. I was like, I'm not playing Overwatch if I if I'm having second thought about joining voice chat. You know. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, people, I think, who use a lot of the language that um, people who are prone to use this language do use are would vehemently defend free speech. Um, I have, as a young, stupid kid, defended free speech, like, above all else in the past. Um, and in certain cases, I do. You know, I think free speech is very important and freedom of the press is very important. But, um, you know... You are at at some point you have to recognize when you, through your speech, are affecting somebody else's freedom right um and while freedom is is a right that we decided on in in the American Constitution anyway and in a lot of other constitutions um the it's not necessarily something that You're allowed to wield like part of your freedom is not necessarily taking away somebody else's freedom, like, and that's that's a really important distinction that a lot of people you know forget to make that second step of like, okay, I'm free, but how am I affecting this other person's freedom?
2: This is true. And when you play Overwatch, you agree to the terms of service (laughs) set forth by Blizzard.
0: That's right, it is not, it's not America, you're playing on Blizzard turf, right. Blizzard yeah,
2: country. but I think the one thing... This
0: community, this family, this family. This community,
2: community. this family. The, uh, in this video, the one thing that they were saying is like, what can Blizzard do to kind of improve the situation? And they, they all said it, it's part of the community. I don't think Blizzard can do anything else. I do think Blizzard can do something
0: more. Of course, more. of course.
2: And I think this has to do with like competitive play. And this is nothing with gender but when i play competitive i'm just trying to get my rank Mm -hmm. if someone drops out of the game for the love of god do not penalize me
0: yeah sure (laughs) of course that's i mean that's a small thing and they could even do stuff where like i don't know make a reporting system that seems to do anything you know (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i'm Mm -hmm. i'm sure that the reporting button is in there for a reason i'm sure it must do something but either make it more clear to the user what it's doing um or um start start reporting back to the user the end result of their report if there is any end result of like even even if the end result is not and, and gamers might have a different opinion on this than me, but even if the end result is, hey, we looked into this, we investigated the situation, this person doesn't really have any other infractions, so we're not going to take any action, at least that's said to you, and you could maybe be able to sift out in your mind, okay, this person was this an asshole this one time, um, even if they were a big asshole, uh, you know, I can come to accept that, I guess, um, and, you know, hopefully they don't do it again or they, they learn from their actions because somebody looked into it and put their, their quote, freedom to play this game at Jeopardy. Um, or, like, come back and say, hey, this person was banned. Like, you know, that does have social implications of, like, people doing things just to see, like, ha that person got banned. But, like, if that person has enough people saying they should get banned, they should get banned. That's what a reporting system right. is, right?
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like Dota Val figured it out kind of. <laughs> yeah. With Dota so kind of. <laughs>
0: um I mean as come long on. as we're talking about this uh do y- did you guys hear about what happened with IGN? Do you want to talk about that at all?
2: I did hear about what happened with IGN. Yeah. And I guess I mean if you're comfortable talking about it, we can talk about it.
0: Sure, it's weird. It's a weird time to be working at IGN right now. Um, So first off, let me start by saying uh, for any potential people that are listening, I am not an official uh, representative of the company. I am simply an employee that works on the product team. I'm not a host or an editor, and I'm not trying to speak for other people in the company. Um, But in in summary, speak for myself, right, just like my tweets. (laughs) Um, And... Uh, the summary is that um, a uh, apparently two people were harassed. One, a former employee, um, one, a current employee, and they were harassed by uh, a, an employee that is also a former employee. Apparently that employee was laid off. All of this happened uh, way before I, I got to IGN, so... I don't really know the full details of the story outside of, you know, what people can see on Twitter at this point and what was made public, but um I can tell you guys that uh there was a huge meeting uh, at the office um and there were a lot of people who were really upset uh for really good reasons um uh especially um because I think a lot of harassment at a place like IGN is is just part of a pressure cooker in general that is society currently and also the, ga- the very white male-dominated games industry. And, you know, for the first time maybe ever, we're starting to develop a culture where people who are traditionally marginalized feel like they can speak up. Um and that's that's really great but it also was a very long and uncomfortable meeting apparently where people were getting upset and shouting and you know essentially saying to management like if you guys come out with a PR statement on this we're going to go nuts because we that's not that's not who we are like i'm at the ign office every day I, I i on again this is my own personal experience but i'm certainly not harassing anybody i don't see anybody else getting harassed but if anyone is, I think it's the company's responsibility to have systems in place so that those people feel like they have somewhere to go. Um, so makes sense. Yeah. So the the general manager right now, Mitch uh, Galbraith, I think is his last name. He, you know, made a statement. They amended that to an article that's on the website right now that you can read. And the first statement was actually crafted by. Um, some senior editors with the help of a lot of the women that worked at the office to make sure that, you know, it wasn't tone deaf and it, it was actually how we felt about the situation, people felt about the situation. Um, the product team that I'm on, we kind of, you know, vocalized our support of that group and uh, continue to. Um, and, yeah, it's it sucks. And I really hope that... Nobody that works there is going through or works with me is going through any of that stuff right now, um but
2: yeah, I do think it's I think i g n is just a microcosm of stuff that is happening, and yeah, it's happening everywhere, Absolutely. I mean, no one like Terry Cruz was groped by someone, so this isn't like it's not a guy. Versus gal kind of thing anybody it's a person
0: thing it's a human can, thing
2: exactly anybody can feel harassed at any time um, the unfortunate part is that I think for a while a lot of us will be walking on eggshells. It's like what can I say so I don't offend anybody yeah, but it's just just remember like you're at a if you're at a place at work and you're with coworkers, you have to know what your boundaries are. At all times, like, this is still how I make my money. And I got to make sure that I'm not crossing any weird boundaries that will cause me to get fired.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you know... I think
1: it's also also breaking... I mean, for me, it's like... And I'm only basing myself on stereotypes because I've never worked in the media and journalism industry. But it is also an industry that has always seen some... I want to say some you know some 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 machos and some 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 behaviors that you hear some rumors you hear
0: um, very uh, madman around,
1: ar- around. Yeah, it's very madman. Yeah, yes, like
0: yeah, a, it's, it's a um, madman,
1: and it's always suffered that. And it's sure. And I hear stories in France. It's always something like, if you want to be a host in a radio show, you know, you gotta go suck dicks. And that's you know, I'm sorry to be harsh and to be like direct, but this well, is what you that hear a Well, that's that's been
0: the trope in Hollywood for a long time. Like yeah, like the casting you know? couch. And who did who did such and such sleep with in order to get that? Yeah,
1: job? so it's it's it it has a heavy past and it has a heavy reputation uh that yeah. it's i feel like it's and at least for video game i thought it would be some sort of like a safe space and um uh, and 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 certainly something that um i mean it just shows that you know we're not you know we all we all um we're all on the same roof right now and we all have to to take the same measures and and make sure those this I'm i am i am glad that things get shaken up a little bit and we're all gonna grow better out of it. Exactly. We all know we need this for sure.
2: I I do think with gaming, since it's such a young industry and it is a form of entertainment and everything moves and changes so fast that it can be a disruptor to things. So seeing Blizzard have this game Overwatch and they're their characters in that game focus so much on like diversity and women. A lot of the heroes that people play, mostly women, Mercy, Va, Um it's just a matter of, hey, these characters actually have humans behind them and we should be treating them with the same respect that we treat these characters.
0: I mean, that and, you know, you look at the spate of heroes that Overwatch has added, and they've added what one or one male in Doomfist, and I mean Ar- Aris is kind of uh, a robot, but they've a added robot. Anna, and they've added but her
1: maker. You know, he, <laughs> right. its maker is is a woman,
0: and they've added <laughs> Mercy, uh, not Mercy, but uh, Anna Moira. Sombra Moira, right? Um, although now I'm realizing that their names also kind of sound the same, which is not <laughs> not wonderful, <laughs> but um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I think one is Blizzard is really self-aware and they're like people want to see themselves in the games. And with World of Warcraft Night elves, blood elves, like realistically you're you're never going to really say Skittles oh elves. yeah, that character's like me. <laughs> Wolves. Yeah. Orcs. I don't know. But
0: if it's anything like what we saw at BlizzCon, people certainly still identify. Um
2: Well, yes. Uh the horde definitely does.
0: <laughs> oh my God, don't uh, get me started. Those don't, horde screams. Oh my God. Shut up. Shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> look at but I, uh, I
0: think Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: It it's something that came up a lot. It's like, when am I gonna see you know characters like me, and that was one of those things where like, when am I going to see a character that's of Latino origin? Or uh Symmetra is on the spectrum? If you read the comic, she's actually on on the spectrum, and they don't really touch upon that in the game. But that's someone that knows that story would be like, oh, cool! I identify with this person not because of the clever skin because of the way her mind works her mind works similar to mine uh so that those little touches here and there is that's pretty cool Uh,
0: you know as a as um a half white half hispanic mixed race man who who looks quote unquote white whatever that is and like culturally might come off as white i'm certainly not part of a marginalized group but even being a if a fat person or an overweight person like i i definitely see especially in video games and a lot of times uh in movies it's hard to find an overweight person not played for laughs right not played for like look at how ridiculous and fat this character is right where it's, right. even in like overwatch still has this problem um where it's like uh who is it what, what do we have Roadhog um is just this kind of like oh he he gets a buddha mask he gets a tiki mask he gets uh he says he's like piggish in, in many ways and uh you know even that's a problem but uh, you know as long as we as an industry keep marching towards the goal of diversity and representing people and i'm not saying every game has to represent every person that's not that's not necessarily the point of games, but I'm saying uh, if you're going to have, like, what, like, Dota has 100 heroes or 150, you know, I have no idea. If, if you can't find basically every race and, you know, a bunch of points on the gender spectrum and a bunch of body types in that lineup, shame on you, Valve, because you had a ton of chances to get it right.
2: <laughs> You're like Shampney Eva. I'm like some of those characters are pretty.
0: I mean, pretty cra- I, yeah, I, I get it. Like some of those characters are fucking snakes, but like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally snakes. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Heroes of the Storm has a a, a robot. All um, right,
1: I think yeah. it's time, guys.
0: What is it time for? I think it's time we shit on EA. <laughs> 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 Let me take off my pants uh. <laughs>
2: uh. also, when I heard about the uh, e a story, I thought about you Ryan, and I was like, oh man they should they should have called Ryan, they should have read the rules
0: they <laughs> should have read the rules. <laughs> Oh my god you guys look at <laughs> All right our give last like 10 episodes
1: I, give did... me a timeline after that because like I need a full debrief of what EA did okay. wrong and how because I've seen
0: I feel like they're I've fucking seen, up so much you can't I've even seen, keep track Yeah
1: I can't ca- I can't catch up it's worse than Donald Trump at this point I'm kidding
0: but, okay. um, <laughs> No no it's definitely it's not. not worse but um, it's
1: but it's like uh, I've got I've gotten scattered news, and I need to put the pieces of the puzzle together. You know what okay. I'm
0: saying? We're gonna jump all the way back, Yannick. Follow me back. <laughs> Follow me to the days <laughs> when Star Wars Battlefront 2. All EA could say about it is it's it has to They got John Boyega up there, and he was like, it's gonna have 1500 more maps. It's gonna have 16 million guns. It's gonna have 25 <laughs> different stormtroopers. It's gonna be insane. <laughs> and everyone's like, cool. And then they did a public beta, um, and the public beta, everyone was like, I just played the beta, and I think you've got to pay like a million dollars to be good in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everybody complained, and then EA was like, oh, we're going to, okay, we're so sorry, we're going to go back to the drawing board, we're going to fix all this, just oh, don't, don't talk to us for a little bit, we're busy, we got to fix this. And then they went away. And then they came back, and of course, Battlefront 2, like most video games, if you want to play Battlefront 2 early, you should subscribe to EA Access and get the game a week early before anyone else, and you can play it for free and your save transfers and all this stuff. So, EA Access, people got it at the beginning of this week. And people and the the like whole thing they were saying is like everyone asked for a story in Star Wars. We're giving you a story, and so people started playing the story, and they were like, oh, this isn't that good. Also, you can beat the story in five hours, so it's like barely a call of duty campaign uh also, it seems like you're still gonna pay like a lot of money to be good in the multiplayer. Uh, and then some people were like, yeah, this actually really sucks. I hate this. I hate this. Um, and EA was like, okay, uh, we're listening. Uh, we're listening. This is not my favorite new video game company thing where they're like, we're, we're listening. all listening. We're <laughs> listening so hard that, you know what? Be honest. We're going to make us. adjustments. <laughs> we're going to make adjustments to everything. Be honest with us. Video game companies. You're not listening. You're hearing. Listening would be critically thinking as you are getting this <laughs> feedback. You are hearing it and you're going, Oh, right, we gotta we gotta hide the monetization better or something is what they're thinking. So um then people who paid $80 for the deluxe edition of the game got it uh like yesterday or something. Mm-hmm. And They started playing it, and one guy started opening loot boxes, and he was doing the math, and he said, if I want to unlock one hero, and I guess the game has something like 20 heroes, so some insane amount of heroes, right? Um, Which are, uh, for people that don't know, it's like Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, like big Star Wars characters that you can play and kind of go on a good run and tear up a bunch of people uh, while you're playing in multiplayer. Now, he goes, if I want to... If I want to get Luke Skywalker without paying, I have to play about 40 hours yep. of this game. Mm-hmm. And he puts this on Reddit, and then EA <laughs> has their community team. I don't know if you have the Reddit post in front of you. I don't. But they have their community I team. Knew. Okay, go ahead. Read the read the statement. as Please do a good EA bullshit voice.
2: The intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes. Bullshit. As for cost... We selected initial values based upon data from the open beta and other adjustments made to milestone rewards before launch. Bullshit. Among other things, we're looking at average per player credit earned rates on a daily basis. And we'll be making constant adjustments to ensure that players have challenges that are compelling, rewarding, and of course attainable via gameplay. We appreciate the candid feedback here. And the passion the community has put forth around the current topics here on Reddit, our forums, and across numerous media, social media outlets, our team will continue to make changes and monitor oh. community feedback and update everyone as soon and as often as we can.
0: In the can you words- give us a
1: flight safety instruction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Insert the clicky end into the other end. All right. In the words of Sarah Marshall from "Forgetting Sarah Marshall," oh, I'm out to snow bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> this is so okay first of all take it from someone who's been banned from r slash (laughs) gaming this is not how you use reddit (laughs) yay this is not a good reddit use you you did a bad reddit just then second of all um (laughs) my god does that reek of like a total PR non-answer, and therefore the Reddit community and the internet at large, at all, if you will, responded by, "How many downvotes, Sandy? You're you're looking at it?
2: Uh, last time I checked, it was at two hundred thousand downvotes. Today, it's at six hundred eighty
0: thousand downvotes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's insane." <laughs> I've never seen that. ever.
0: Well, the reason you've never seen it is because that is the most downvotes anything has ever gotten on Reddit, which True. is is kind of also bullshit because it, you know Reddit grows in user were, base, and of course you know whatever. Yeah.
1: But Cindy, you were saying that there was one guy that won the the second most downvoted post is a post that is asking Reddit users to downvote this post to see how many. He can get, you know, how many downvotes <laughs> he can get. That so is
2: correct. Even and, when
1: you try intentionally to get downvotes, you're still getting beaten by EA. That's how that bad was it is.
0: Twenty thousand downvotes. Oh yeah. my god! And this yeah. is six hundred thousand. So okay. The thing
2: that's funny about this though is that we heard this exact thing at BlizzCon about playing different allied races in Warcraft. And they're yeah. like, hey, we want to make it feel like you've accomplished something. So, of course, you can't transfer things from one character to the other. You got you to gotta keep playing.
0: Yeah, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit.
2: Uh, also, eight hours ago, here's a very funny tweet from StarCraft. Number of hours it takes to earn the full StarCraft 2 campaign, Wings of Liberty, Zero. <laughs> Number of hours before you can play any co-op commander in StarCraft Two. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Blizzard.
0: <laughs> That's no, Blizzard. Blizzard tweeted that out. Yeah. This
2: is the official StarCraft.
0: Oh God. Account. <laughs> no, and the last one it was like a series of <sighs> Blizzard bl- 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 of all people and, uh, should not be talking about loot no, box monetization. Holy yeah, shit. but it gets
2: it gets. Number of pay-to-win mechanics in StarCraft 2. Zero.
0: Yeah, that's Free-to-play, the last tweet.
1: Now live. <laughs> that's the last. That's the last tweet that I retweeted from the StarCraft Twitter account.
0: Number, Number of pay-to-win, pay-to-win mechanics, mechanics in World Starcraft of II, like, like zero. 14? Yeah. <laughs> like. <Listen>, but <laughs> they're talking I mean, about StarCraft. Yeah, I know. I
1: props know. <laughs> to them. Props to them. Hey, EA, you gotta you gotta get your shit together because like since I've known modern gaming i haven't heard a lot of good things from ea um whether it's the you know it's the failing sports franchise um that also lack a lot of innovation um whether it's it's a very middle to you know low tier first battlefront um uh to and, and i'm forgetting another franchise that i probably will pick back up and and remind you guys of but there's been a couple of upsets from EA and 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 EA yeah. who was one of the strongest with the sims you know one of the strongest studios in early 2000 is now is now on the descent and 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 it makes me f- sad to see that like you know it, it almost yeah, even
0: need for speed payback just launched recently to very little critical acclaim in fact th- that game the entire, I don't know if you heard this, but the entire way you upgrade your car is determined by blind box cards that you unlock. So you can't even necessarily upgrade your car in the way you need to overcome some of the levels. You just have to Depends wait till you get, get a yeah. drop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, all right. I, I, we, we talk about it a lot on the show, and I've told you that before the start of this recording, Ryan. This is how everything ends. I mean, you know, this is the new video game 1983, you know.
0: <laughs> you know uh, Hey, I'm here. I'm glad to be here at the last episode of video games ever.
1: No, but <laughs> I mean, it's not, it it's not it's not going to happen and 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 unfortunately in our world, people are still going to pay and play for that game. I mean, I was thinking about pre-ordering it with my and play with my friends do
0: Don't ever pre-order. It really Just buy it when it's out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm probably going <laughs> to wait for this. I'm probably going to wait for a discount or whatnot because I mean, it's not my game type, but I was th- excited to play with friends, and it does feel good, and it does look good. and It
0: does look and really sound is- great.
1: And, and, and I'm just thinking about the developers over there that worked their ass off, and here's all the work ruined. Here's probably oh. their bonuses ru- ruined. Um,
0: yeah, how many accountants and marketing departments have ruined video games? <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is one dev who accidentally... He says he accidentally tweeted something, and he said... Um, something along the lines of like oh look at all the armchair developers on the internet and and
0: he's fired
2: <laughs> well it's kind of like i kind of have to there are a lot of people who go well yeah. the game could be better if you did you know xyz and i'm like all right bro cut it in you know
0: so uh, this is the, i'm I'm glad you said that Sandy because before before we get too deep in this i want to frame two questions for you guys Um, The first one, shorter. The second one, I think, is worth discussing. And it's maybe the second conversation people on Reddit are not necessarily having, which is question number one. EA signed an exclusivity deal with Disney to be the only developer of Star Wars games. So far, they've put out Battlefront 1 that was successful, but not necessarily resonating with the fans in the long term. Uh, they have put out a Star Wars mobile game which continues to make millions of dollars even though it's bad and it looks like a cartoon and, it, and it's making tons of money off of people pumping in fake currency to it. They cancelled the Amy Hennig Star Wars game because it was coming out to be a linear first-person game and they needed it to be a game that made money through loot boxes. And now Battlefront 2 is going through this. So the first question is, should have they blown it with Star Wars, and should somebody else get the rights to Star Wars, or should Star Wars even have any exclusive rights?
2: I think if with the exclusive rights, I mean that gives Disney a lot more control um and I don't think they want too many people involved because then it just gets complicated. This person's working on this, and then this studio's working on that it gets It gets too messy but if it doesn't do as well as expected i'm pretty sure there is a caveat in there for disney to go all right peace you said you could do this and you didn't and you violated our contract right now we're going to shop for someone else
0: yeah i think to me if i'm disney i'm like at's at some point they're hurting the star wars brand and i'm like i can't let you continue to do this i'd rather give i'd rather give 50 indie developers all Star Wars brands and just go all right go ahead and make a little Star Wars not canon bullshit thing and I've said bullshit a lot on the show but um, <laughs> go make a tiny little you know independent game tell a mini Star Wars story seed a bunch of those things and wait for one to become popular develop sequels on all that kind of stuff then continue to wait for EA to pump out one Star Wars game every three years to what seems like you know people who aren't really that actually excited about it Mm -hmm.
2: yep i could see that
0: hey listeners it's ryan what would be my last episode of pixels weekly without some sort of weird technical hitch Uh, (laughs) so look you're about to hear i think yannick's recording stopped early um He must have ran out of memory or something. Who knows what happened? But uh, Yannick's recording is incomplete as far as I can tell. So uh, you're going to see his audio change. I did have a backup of the conversation. Um, You'll probably hear Sandy get a little weird too, but we will continue uh, from here uh, as he kind of makes his next point about the uh, loot box topic. And uh, yeah, thanks for your patience. Thanks for your understanding. And Thank you for listening for 79 episodes. Um, we'll continue.
1: Poor EA, but yeah, I don't like to see uh, death threats being sent to devs. Yeah, we've talked about that. Seen, first news I've seen, and then I see what actually is the source of this, of, of, of this, uh, of this uh, I want to say this um, side effect. And I was, you know, when I saw the tweet, I was like, nothing can justify uh sending death threats to someone that is just trying to do his job. Um and uh and Twitter was just picking the wrong target or Twitter like or there's people that do that which just we're just yeah. picking the wrong target. And I I just saw that and then after that I see that it's about microtransactions. I'm like, man, I've, where what have we become and what have we become so my second question where are
0: we yeah to write right on the heels of what you just said, Yannick is okay, we just bitched about EA. We think EA sucks. The community thinks EA sucks currently. What could they have done?
1: do You mean to prevent that or now to fix it?
0: <laughs> I, uh, we can talk about both. But I mean, like, honestly, the feedback after the beta was, hey, this is pay to win. This sucks. Mm-hmm. What were they supposed to do?
2: I think the second someone says, like, hey, this game is pay to win, they should have gone uh, somewhere along the lines of, like, hey, you get Vader, Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi included um, pay 80 bucks and get this instead of this. Because the thing is, the process of making video games is expensive.
0: And, and no doubt a Star Wars game is millions and millions and millions of dollars more expensive. They had multiple studios working on this. They surely paid millions for the rights to actually even use Star Wars.
2: Right. There's a lot of costs and money and stuff that we don't see. And the cost of video games is pretty much stayed the same. It stayed at like $60. And it's how can we get more money to kind of make our work uh, keep us running the the solution for that seems to be microtransactions
0: you know oh. it's it's microtransactions now in the industry and look, obviously <laughs> as one of my last times being able to affect <laughs> affect the opinion of the show um i just want to say that like uh, this we have not found the answer Like micro transactions seem like the answer because they're an easy answer. Um, I
2: think it's because it's easier to see multiple like $5, $6, $2 charges than to see one lump charge.
0: And honestly, I bet half of these monetization strategies with the uh, loot boxes and that sort of monetization would actually not feel that bad if the users weren't also paying... $80 for their video game. Right?
2: Yeah. Like I think it has to be pure cosmetics. Like it can't be something that affects the mechanics of the game, gameplay, or even if it if it's pay to win. It's that we've heard the community says it's hands down, unacceptable. We don't want it. There are people who are gonna pay up anyways. But when it comes to, like, cosmetics, like, look at these cool skins, look at this, look at that, then people tend to be a little bit more, I mean, I do this all the time with Overwatch, where I'm like, holy crap, I really want these skins, here's 40 bucks. And I've done that... 200 times. I've done that a few times.
0: (laughs) Uh, Look at... uh, There's... We're seeing a lot of unrest from consumers, because I do think... If it's not soon, it's coming. A breaking point, right? And that breaking point is simply this. Video games are expensive to make. Very expensive. More expensive than they've ever been in a lot of ways because of how they're made. Um, and they, they think... Video games have suffered from a war of escalation, we talk about triple A video games. And I don't even know what that you know that just seems now to mean expensive. Yeah. And you have games coming along on shoestring budgets, uh you know, like Player Unknowns Battlegrounds, um, you know games like, you know, Monument Valley, games, you know like Pokemon Go, not necessarily a shoestring budget on that one, Um, but these games that are able to make so much more money than it costs to make them. And I know it's nice to have these games that are 4K and 60 and every bit of the environment is dripping with texture and color and light and i think that there's still room for those games but it seems like if we want to still have video games as we traditionally knew them which is not not necessarily games as a service then we have to be prepared to pay more money for them that's number 1 and number 2 if games and game publishers really want to keep having these quote games as a service they have to acknowledge two things. Number one, that that is not necessarily viable for every game. There is not a player base for every game as a service. At some point, someone can't be playing Destiny, Call of Duty, uh, PUBG, and, you know, and Overwatch and Heroes and Dota all in rotation in their life. They don't have the time to actually invest enough in those games. And two, if you are going to be a games as a surface, you have to start supporting and changing your strategy of how you make games into the way that all three of us have typically lived with, which is you release smaller versions and you release pieces and you release things over time, and you get people to pay in a reoccurring, reliable way. There's a reason. Netflix isn't built on every 10 minutes you have to pay them a dollar. Netflix is built on you guarantee them your $10 a month. They guarantee you quality content. World of Warcraft was built the same way, and yes, you can say, well, that... That's their numbers are at an all time low. They they have millions of people giving them fifteen dollars a month. No other MMO has ever managed to do it. So shut up about like World right. of Warcraft even, subscriber numbers.
2: Even with their numbers dipping, like they had a huge presence at BlizzCon. Huge. We can talk about how Diablo and Starcraft shrunk a little bit, but like Warcraft. You knew who play Warcraft because they were there.
0: There's a reason you get a new Warcraft expansion every year because it costs them X to make an expansion and it keeps all of their players subscribed for that content. And so the, the last thing I'm gonna say is that there's you don't have to the if you're gonna be the monthly content provider, if you're gonna be a games as a service, then you have to let go of uh if you're changing the industry that way, you have to be prepared to let go of the release cycle of the industry. Yeah. Which is E3 announcement, hype 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 for potentially years and then release. And you have to start accepting, hey, this month we're putting out a new map. Hey, this month we're adding a new kind of class. Hey, you know, maybe this year we're going to introduce key new feature A. And you space out the content and you make sure everything is well tested and QA'd. And you make sure that you're not just saying, hey, we're going to change things. We're listening. But here's how you make someone listen. You make sure that they don't get all of your money up front. You know, <laughs> okay, you want me to, you? I'll, I'll stay subscribed if you make the changes I want, right? Yeah, that's That's the deal. (laughs) It's like, give me a little bit. Okay, do what I want. Okay, you did it. Here we go. All right, give me a little bit. You know, it's that over and over. And that's how software is made on the internet. And it's the model that sustains almost all of Silicon Valley. No, it's it's absolutely oh, yeah. not. I
2: it hasn't been that price for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I said, like if you want Uncharted Five, maybe you have to pay a hundred dollars for it. Okay, fine. Maybe that means only a certain amount of people can play it. Fine, that's the game you chose to make, and that's the way. You know, if you if you can get more people to play it, then. You Maybe you don't have to charge as much. It's a numbers game, right? You have to make your money back plus whatever the company deems acceptable. And Destiny, I don't need to pay for a $40 expansion, but I will give you $10 a month if you take that expansion content and continuously deliver it to me, you know? But we have a hard time breaking... We, we need to break the old video game industry habits. It's not... No one who is making large-scale, quote, triple-A games as a service, especially online games, even needs to sell a box anymore, right?
2: Yeah, that's very true. I mean, aside from Nintendo, because I don't trust their digital downloads.
0: <laughs> right, of course. Well, Nintendo has to, but Nintendo <laughs> doesn't have, none of Nintendo's, quote, triple-A releases that Nintendo themselves makes is a exclusively online you could argue splatoon a little bit but even splatoon has you know a lot of single-player stuff that you can do
2: yeah and i think that's something that i think that's the other thing that you said that's very important is that money talks and if as consumers we're not happy with this stop pre-ordering things i mean those pre-order bonuses are like super tempting and I I love my crap. <laughs> They're I also tempting because,
0: they, trust me, they, they have entire groups of people who are researching what people's triggers are and what gets people most excited. And that's also, you know, how they have the loot systems and stuff designed of like, you know, Curtis the other day, we were playing Destiny last night and he turned in faction tokens and one of the things he got um, from, like, his disassembled gun parts or from the gunsmith was Cold Heart, which was the gun that he thought was special that he got from the pre-order. And he said, did the game just give me the special thing? Mm. <laughs> and, and it's true. And most games work like that, right? Like, you know, if you're so hot for that pre-order stuff, just wait. The game's going to give it to you. It's going to get there.
2: Yeah, I think there's certain things where you might not see it. And I think Blizzard does that really well. Like, if you want the BlizzCon in-game goodies, you have to have the virtual ticket. No virtual ticket, no this. But there's anyone can get that virtual
0: ticket. And they've also done it because they have... Maybe other companies are not set up to be like this. But Blizzard has an army of people just working on that type of cosmetic content stuff, right? So it's not like Blizzard can give some of it out for free and give some away as pre-order bonuses because, number one, A, they're fine with it being exclusive forever and someone not being able to get it, and number two, it's just another piece of the one million pieces of things. Like, Destiny 2, for as much as I've liked it, You know, there's not that many guns. There's not that many pieces of armor, especially even if you compared it to Diablo, which is not even truly a a a games-as-a-service model, right? So, you know, what's going on? We have to change. Don't be afraid of change. And, most importantly, beware the business strategist.
2: (laughs) 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 They're, They're just coming after your wallet. Hide your wallet.
0: (laughs) Anyone who claims to be a business strategist, they are there to get you to give as much money (laughs) as you possibly can give, as the quote market will bear. Um,
2: I do think with a game like Star Wars, the that franchise is so large that the game really isn't gonna. It's like a dent. In, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But I think a game like Horizon Zero Dawn that recently had DLC. And the DLC was like 20, 40 bucks. Do we know?
0: I don't know. Let's call it 30. <laughs> Fine.
2: But that's that's another thing, like games have season passes now for content that you know is gonna come out eventually but like hey like slip us an extra 20 here and there and and don't
0: even say that sandy because there have been season passes people have bought where the content just does not come out
1: has there been wow you have an example i can't i don't even know a game that where it happened like this
0: i think it was one of the batman games or there was something Mm. where they like they just like hey this is not happening or especially the games where they transitioned from console generations like they were happy to send you know people uh batman content or even destiny content like across generations and then the next time they're like hey look this is not none of this (laughs) is is transferring you're not getting the rest of this dlc i think you maybe bethesda did this I, i don't have the the citation in front of me but yeah that's true like And a season pass is like a, it's a guarantee of them probably making content because they, they often don't even tell you when it's coming, right? Like there are season passes that come with content that comes out a year after the game is out or two years after the game is out. And for people that just keep playing all the new games, like you're not going back. What a joke. They took your money, they have it. And and the you know, the second DLC ends up being announced after you already pre-ordered and paid for it and you can't get a refund and they tell you, yeah. "Look, it's going to be this piece of content that you don't care about." Like, who cares? Street Fighter's been the worst with this.
2: Yeah, but they've with the arcade version, everyone who owns it will get it for free. <laughs> So they're they're trying. Yeah, okay. thank you they're, for beta testing
0: our game. <laughs> here's, here's content. Um,
2: but then we can also say like Destiny. Destiny had a ton of DLC, and people were like, "Wow, this feels like this should have been part of the original game." So what's to say that they actually do have a completed game? But they're like, "Hey, let's spread it apart." Uh, the releases, so people only get this part now, and then they'll get this part later. That's also an, another, another, another another model. Another. Uh, where Horizon Zero Dawn went from $60 to $80, and if this DLC does really well, maybe there's another two DLCs going on, and now we've turned a $60 game sure. to a $120 game.
0: Well, look, I think Um, that's true, although you always get Game of the Year editions, which wrap all that shit into a $60 version of the game anyway. So again, don't buy games. Uh, But (laughs) secondly, there's also this culture of... I agree that games that are sort of static or moments in time or complete thoughts and packages put out like horizon zero dawn or the witcher it's really great to get a robust piece of dlc i'm happy to pay for that i'll probably pick up the horizon one i need to finish horizon first i still haven't done that but uh, on the other hand destiny is a game is a living document Right? Like the way the game is balanced, the way the guns work, the way the loot system is, and the vault and the mechanics. If you pick that game up in a year from now, it's gonna be completely different, hopefully. Fingers crossed (laughs) and from what it is now. And so what what I'm saying there is Destiny doesn't need to have the $60 version of Destiny. Like, what if Destiny came out with, you pay us $40, here's the campaign, and the PvP, and every month, you give us $10, and we're just going to keep it coming. And instead of waiting four months for an expansion, Yannick and I are literally getting on every couple weeks and playing brand new Destiny stuff. I think we would be happier.
2: I did think that's the model that Destiny was going to originally go there like, hey, we're we're in an MMO. And I'm like, cool. This is going to be like, wow, it's going to be like World of Warcraft. And it's like, oh, just kidding. Man. It's like,
0: <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> and then like that also means that instead of like the way waterfall versus agile software development works is instead of making a bunch of new content. That is also broken in all the ways that the old content was broken. You have teams that are actually changing it as it goes. So by the time you get all that additional content, you get all the fixes that have been retroactively rolled in month after month and the game itself is improving. But because of the structure they have set up, it's like, well, Destiny's got to get the expansion out first because people paid for the expansion, but also they need to work on the vault because the vault fills up, but like, we can't work on the vault because we have everybody working on the expansion because that's what people paid for. It becomes this system of non-incentive to work on the thing that the player base is, is really telling you needs fixing. So, you know, that's why I keep returning to we're at this... Moment where there really needs to be, you know, a split in video games. There needs to be, you know, either cheaper or more expensive or flexibly priced single-player experiences, and then there needs to be games as a service that are like any other piece of software that someone buys. If someone pays $10 a month for Hulu so that they can watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine or they pay $10 (laughs) a month for Stranger Things so that they can you know watch or for netflix so they can watch stranger things and maybe that person only subscribes for a month and that's fine and maybe you know destiny could pick up a half a million customers who just try it for a month and decide whether or not they like it instead of trying to sell everything they can on day 1 and then every time there's an expansion reconvince the existing user base and new users that it's time to jump in
2: I do think for that to take off, the consoles and the console war, or like whatever that that is, has to kind of like go the way of the Dodo. So maybe with the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro, that's what it's called, right?
0: Yeah. I was
2: <laughs> like... I haven't touched... That's how long it's been since I've touched a
0: console. Oh, Um, I got the Xbox One X. It's good. It's fast. They finally made it fast. They finally made it good. So
2: I think if those two devices, you can upgrade the hardware and it does all that stuff in the background for you, I think people will gladly play for services. But I think as long as Sony and Microsoft are involved in the consoles, people are still going to feel obligated to do something slightly different.
0: See, I... I disagree with you on that point Sandy because I I think it's more about forward and backward compatibility of video games. And I think Microsoft has done way more on this front than Sony has. I can't go back and play God of War 1 on my PlayStation 4 for no reason at all. There's no way a PlayStation 4 can't emulate a PlayStation 1. But I paid for something. If I pay for Destiny digitally, just like I if I bought it on PC, and I did, my expectation is Destiny's going to run forever, right? Until the servers shut down or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's what of keeps saying, right? But, you know, with a console so far, there's been no guarantees. You know, it's like, well, right. especially with Nintendo, every new generation, throw out all your old games or save them, collect them, put them on a shelf, make them take up space in your house. And that doesn't work. It's not going to work, right? We don't do every piece of media in our lives, music, movies, photos, documents, all of it has moved to digital storage that doesn't take up any space other than bits. But the Switch games are so tiny. And we can take them with us anywhere. And don't get me wrong, that Switch... (laughs) You know, it still has a lot of hard drive problems, and if you buy Doom, it literally takes up one fifth of your entire hard drive. Like that's sorry, you know, that's that's not good. But anyway, we've been talking for a long time. What do you think? (laughs) You guys are also tired because it's probably twelve thirty for you. So I should because
1: I don't know because I don't know no because I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to change anytime soon, you know. I
2: know. I mean, I would like to see it change within the next few years. Well, uh, I but mean, at it's...
1: least like not change, but like change for changes. You know? But like, see something new, you know. See if they because they need to make money. Uh, developers, you know, we always take a strong sentiment for developers, and I think they need to they need to make money. But I think they need to be a little bit more thinking outside the box, uh, for. um for the way they market their games, the way they sell them, the way they make money out of them. Yeah. Uh, it's time to it's time to think a bit a little bit outside the box and and not go the easy path where you just analyze the price. You look at data. You look at how much people, you know, how much people are willing to play for your game, therefore how much they're willing to pay. Um I think there is like smarter decisions that can be made.
2: Yeah. And I do think people eventually will get fatigued and will just stop pumping money Mm -hmm. and when i guess when the whales start disappearing that's when companies will start noticing things and Mm -hmm. maybe make a change for the better
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i mean yes and i hope and i hope you know this this big big fiasco of ea um is actually has an impact on the sales Uh, as much as i i never hope bad that bad things happen to you know
0: well to if a company worked hard in
1: there, yeah. You know, EA can uh, EA
0: will survive bad sales of a game. So hopefully, you know, consumers are sending the right message with their money.
1: But I hope you know it can be a case study for the industry, being like, remember what EA did, let's not there. Um, it could be a good case study. Um,
0: like FIFA. <laughs> my <laughs> entire my entire harassment or not harassment, uh, business business ethics training this year at my company was just all about FIFA.
1: And just learn how to play the game?
0: (laughs) No, it was, no, not the video game. It was about the company FIFA.
1: Oh, oh, oh. oh. (laughs) It's just
0: like, this is how you shouldn't take money from shady organizations. This is how you shouldn't behave and accept gifts. This is how you should not give favorable treatment. Anyway, yeah, it was crazy. Just in case, BT dubs. All right. Well, guys, we've done it again. I've done it again again. for the last time. I'm... I, I'm i going to try and not get emotional here, but um, Sandy and Yannick, I, I want to thank you both so much for uh, doing this crazy adventure with me and letting me uh, shout into a microphone for collectively hundreds of hours <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it did kind of... we do have this amazing experience of not just doing this podcast together, getting to know each other and building these bonds and relationships, but we kind of topped it off with a really, I think, sweet event and like going to BlizzCon and going to Disneyland together as a group and Mm -hmm. kind of, there's a, what's the out of words? I'm no president. That's for sure. Um, but it's kind of like, I think our friendship and just our overall who we are, what we like and who we are within this podcast and outside of this podcast just validates why we do what we do and why we play games.
0: Uh, I'm, I mean, you guys have, you know, we, we started the show kind of knowing each other casually and, I mean, you're both in the pantheon of of, you know, my best friends I I really hope we're best friends for life. BFFLs if you will. Yeah, (laughs) BFFLs Um, and i've just i've I've enjoyed it I've enjoyed the ups and the downs and every week looking at listener numbers and taking mail and asking for people review the show on on Apple podcast I don't know if uh you know Yannick, sandy, if you guys want to talk a little bit about um maybe some decisions you've made about the show going forward
1: yeah no sandy i, I, I may I'm, I'm gonna go through basics but um yeah, making a podcast for us was a very, uh, very um, new experience for Sandy and I, and uh, and we've enjoyed every bit of it. And we, uh, we're we're not letting the show go. Um, I think that we we love our community. Just today, receiving that tweet from Sam Quirk. Yeah, uh, hope this I, community, I, you know, I love this
0: it. community. This community <laughs> is this family, this family community, this family, family community, incest family.
1: <laughs> uh, this is the phrase that we heard a lot at BlizzCon. F- uh the the just the the fun that we get out of it um is is something that we somehow don't want to let go and uh we are certainly going to go through a certain hiatus we need to uh you know podcasting is hard and and make our podcast feel like uh one of a kind and feel like we bring something new and feel like we are you know we are as fun as fun as it's, it's fun, uh, you know. As much as it's fun to make them, it also has to be fun listening to it. Yeah. And uh, so we wanna we wanna do things right. Uh, now that the host and producer of the show is 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 out, and we wanna you know think about everything the the the, the content, see what format we wanna go through. So
0: can I help? Uh, can I take can it away? I take it away, Sandy. So ne- the next theme song. Yeah, you can definitely, hey, well, all right, I you definitely
1: know, Ryan will always be around in the show. Yeah. You know. Even if he's <laughs> not going to be... His voice won't be around, he will be lurking around.
2: Yeah, and also the holidays are coming up. You know, yeah, it's time for Thanksgiving.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Christmas. Christmas.
1: And I'm traveling. And, We've yeah. got some loot boxes
0: yeah. to buy. Loot boxes,
1: yeah. to buy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. loot boxes to buy. Fucking
2: Christmas. Loot boxes to buy. But that was the other thing that we talked about. It's like, it's, our, it's a busy time. We have a lot of like family commitments and little random things coming up here and there, and we want to make sure that when we restart again, we start fresh, bushy tailed, and we move forward with exactly what we want to do. And considering November and December tend to be pretty hectic, uh,
1: yeah. So listeners more listeners more than ever at Pixelscast on Twitter to stay updated and hear from us whenever uh, whenever we come back on the forefront with uh, with some more news and some more updates in, in early 2018.
2: Yeah, and I'm always on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram's at Pixels Weekly. And the website is going to stay up at, you know, PixelsWeekly.com, just in case. <laughs> Good plug. And we're still, like, I'll still be posting things uh Ryan will still be a contributor, so you're more than welcome to go off on mini rats whenever well, you want you
0: better believe that and whatever the new show is that i will i'm gonna show up every once in a while i'm gonna ask to be on and i'm gonna be like I got some things I need to talk about
2: most definitely uh and it's it's not it's just a time for change, and time for the holidays and time for me to buy more stuff from blizzard
0: (laughs) perfect all right well i think we should savor this moment for a second but let's give our last ever sign out here it goes that does it for us this week and until next time adios au revoir and we'll see you soon in 2018.